Finding Mommy's Soft Voice, the podcast for moms who are professionals looking to shift from surviving to thriving. Heal yourself, heal your family. Welcome. I am your host, Mama Honey, the Serenity Maven, and I am your intuitive healer and fearless freedom coach at the targetedwellbeingcenter.com. Welcome to today's episode. You're invited to join me now. What do you call money? What do you What do I? What do I call money? Yeah, like as a term. You probably like, you're like I just I'm, call it money. <laughs> when I'm not when I'm not calling it money, um I say flow and energy a lot. But does that um, say a lot about me that I don't even want to say the word money? <laughs> I'm like, let's you're use like, what do you call it? What do you that? call it? Like, it's a dirty, dirty, dirty little word. It's taboo. Oh, no. Um, yeah, I call That's it That's the money. intro right there. I call <laughs> dirty, dirty, dirty little money. <laughs> I call it money, honey. <laughs> <sighs> Okay, we're going to so call it money. Money, the word is not a trigger for me, and I I love you, so I can see, and I've worked with you, and so I know uh, that that's not the case for everybody. Yeah. Right? So, and that's okay. We're all in this. We all have our story, right? And not no, none of us are doing it perfect, and we should lift that, like just get comfortable and like lift that veil and that, you, you know what I mean? That, yeah. That's the whole point of this podcast is like, yeah. what are those confessions that if you could actually talk to somebody about it without feeling fear of judgment, um, yeah. what you would be brave enough to tackle. So I think money is one of those things even like making a difference in our world, even when it comes to like politics, politics is so taboo, but community is not taboo. And in order to have our communities thrive, you kind of have to deal with what we have in the world. Right. So, um, I've even been challenged with that where it's like, well, I want to talk about community and make a difference in my community, but how do I do that without talking about this other stuff? And it's that same thing with money. How do you make strides in your life? without looking at money because that's like the fuel. Um, I think it's one of the, I, when somebody said this, they said money is like oxygen. You can't live without it. And when I heard that, that literally was like a light bulb that went off in my own head. I was like, Oh, Oh, like I kind of need this. It's, I, I don't have to feel bad about needing money. <laughs> right. <laughs> or what is the, the biggest thing that, of all your, I'm going to call it money learnings, all the stuff that you've absorbed and experienced, what is the most impactful thing that not only have you learned, but that you've implemented in your own life? Perfect. Okay. That's a perfect question to ask me today specifically. I had to coach myself yesterday. Um, Our septic is having issues and Starting in the beginning of May, we started the process of um, just 
lining up the inspection and having everything pumped and like, t you know, taking, getting the design done and taking to get the permits. And so we're a couple grand in already and that's without like anything being fixed. And we were waiting for the estimate and, um, and I was like, no, this is totally fine because I have an emergency fund. I have a curveball account. I, that's exactly what this is for. Um, and then the estimate came in yesterday and it was uh, a little over double what we were expecting. Wow. And, yeah. And so yesterday we got this, so we're two grand in and we got a bid or an estimate for $13,000 to finish the project. And I'm in the car, like I had checked, Paul had texted me saying like, oh, the bid's coming in and, um, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm ready for this. Like, I'm good. Like, this is this is what I. You've, I you've been it. like training for this. this <laughs> it's is like, like the Olympics of like, do you have your shit together? And so I like open the bid, and I'm just like, <gasps> you know, because it makes no difference. Like, I would have the same reaction five years ago if that was a five hundred dollar thing, as I did now, right? Right. I have. I have. I have that amount of money in my curveball account. I have more than that amount of money in my curveball account. And it was not what I was expecting it to be. And so I just kind of started spiraling. And it, I mean, like, literally this lasted four minutes, like, where I was just like, don't talk to me, kids. Hold on. Whoa. Like, I'm processing. Like, I had to pull the car. Like, I, like, started driving, and then the kids were talking, and then I, like, could feel myself like my temper getting short with them. And I was like, stop it. Like, Oh my. And I was like, that's not about them. What like did they that feel like in your body? Though? Cause I just, I just saw you like, yeah, it was like a, an audible, you know, program, but what did that um, feel like? So like, I know what my reaction, it's like, you know, what you, you're supposed, how you're supposed to do it. And so I like got in the car. I was like, okay, that's fine. I have the money for that. And then it was just like this, it was like a wave, but it was hot. It was just like flames almost like just like burning to the point where Rising. Like kids were talking and I was just like $13,000 like, and I don't do debt. So I can't even like, I could not live an aligned life if I were to try and find any other way to pay for this. And I have to put half down and I've got a deadline with the city because they're like, you've got an issue. You have to have this resolved by the 3rd of August. So like, I know, like, there's no way out of this. And so this like fire tsunami, <laughs> it's like rising up in my chest and I had to like pull over, explain to Kai, our oldest, like why I'm like, this is, this is, I'm aging and I can't talk to you about this right now because I will eat you. <laughs> like I'm so pissed. And so it took me about, I mean, it was the whole ordeal of my like reaction, um, which was much less of a reaction and much more of a response, I think, than it would have been a few years ago. But um, when it was all said and done, I was like, okay, all right. So I don't want to use our savings account on this. Like, that's what that feeling is, is that money is there as security. And so it's hard to, to lose that. It's hard to, like, take most of it, you know, our liquid assets and just, like, 
literally dump it into the yard. Like that's <laughs> dumping into shit. Literally. Just dump it in the shit. Yeah. And and so um that's hard to do. And so instead of spiraling and being like, oh my God, we have no money and like, oh my gosh, and like, Paul, why didn't you do a book? You know, just freaking out. I was just like, no, that just gave me all the permission and like empowerment that I needed to like I need that just opened up so much more space for me to work with people. Like now I feel like instead of using my savings, I'm like, all right, Jenny, you got to make $13,000 this summer. Go, you know, like, so instead of being, I'm on summer vacation with the kids, this is, these are my goals. It's like, okay, well, how can I leverage that? Because I don't, I'm, I'm don't feel good. I don't want, I'm glad I have that emergency fund, but this still isn't like the kind of thing like it doesn't, that doesn't feel good. So now I just had to like reframe it and give myself permission to, to, um, yeah, use that as the fuel to kind of lighting a fire under my butt about a lot of other things that I want to get done this summer. So does that make sense? Yeah, no, <laughs> was, I love that. I'm like really hot you know, right I now. <laughs> would ask you now, like, okay, so there's many of us that don't have that cushion. So okay. we might be sitting here listening, going like, well, that's nice that you have that cushion, but, but if we were really listening, what you said is that feeling was the same, no matter what the dollar amount was. And the difference was that before you reacted and now you've shifted into responding. And even though you had to, you know, go through that process, like you said, it took a couple of minutes. You still had to go through all the emotions and like go, okay, what am I feeling? Let me walk myself through that. Like you've got to a new space. And so I think that that's awesome. And so what is it that drives you? I think that's, that's literally what I heard there is that what is it that drives you in order to make money? And for me, and I think for you and for everybody is when we don't have it. right? Um, And so even though, it's that it's there. So like what I heard you say is like, okay, the, whether it's $500 there or $7,000 there, that's not allocated for whatever this need is. And so you still have to have that need to go out there and get it. And now you have it. So if you didn't have this immediate need right now, would you be planning right now your summer the way you are today, as of today? Um, no. So I had, it's a really good question and that's hard to answer. Um, no, I, I was really trying to, I don't want to say I'm not prioritizing the same things. I think I just have to look at them through, instead of like compartmentalizing and looking at them through separate lenses, I need to figure out a way to like, um, to look at it through the same, the same lens. So and I think everything is happening exactly how it's supposed to happen because this is life and that's what I believe. But like I moved um, some office space. Well, I didn't even move office space. I just moved all my stuff out to our yurt like last weekend. And it's freed up so much of my time because I actually have my projects spread out and my computer set up so I can just like come out here and if I have 20 minutes, I can be productive within those 20 minutes as opposed to like, I need to have a day on the calendar when all of these things align and I have created that time and space. 
right? And so I think it's just like looking at it differently. Yeah. So I don't, I don't have any more hours and I'm unwilling to compromise our family time. I'm still not going to give up Wednesdays and Fridays with the kids, you know, in order yeah. to hustle and make more money. Like I can't, I'm, that's not in the cards, but I spent a lot of time, if I really looked at it, wasting um, time, energy, resources, whatever, uh, scrolling or going wider, not deeper. And so that's kind of my mantra this summer is like, go deep, not wide. And so, yeah. And so I think I just need to like, instead of starting so many things, it's like, I just need to like hone, go deep. I know where I make money. I need to do that right now. And it's just such a great, I'm glad that we're talking about this because what I want listeners to hear is that it, it doesn't matter. And I, and I have been on the, the end where I had no money, you know, and that's why I'm where I'm at now. Um, but the whole, like I'm, I am where I am because I got tired of not having $500 to get the, the cavities filled or whatever. You know, those emergencies felt just as shitty. Yeah. Yeah. We were just talking about this being, um, using your pressure points to make changes in your life. And some people may have thought I meant physical pressure points on their body, like, you know, where you're going to get your pulse. But if you stop and you feel that pressure in your body and you ask yourself what that pressure is coming from. There's an answer in that. And like right now for me is I'm like, okay, where is my pressure right now? And my pressure is in my lower back Mm. as the area of abundance. And I think everybody feels that. I, I think even to your point right now, it doesn't matter whether you have 500 or 5,000 or 500,000, there's, there's still that feeling that's going to come up with okay, is this allocated for this or is it not allocated for that? Because I have a feeling people out there with $500,000 still have to have it allocated somewhere. Well, there's, yeah, there's like research to back that. So it doesn't, I think it was anything below the poverty line, which I'm not exactly sure what that is right now. Um, But it was like anything below that, um, a difference of $20,000 really does make a difference in improving the quality of your life. But it doesn't matter if you make 50,000, 30, 50, 70, or 120, or half a million, you always want to be making more. But the difference between if you're making that when you earn over the poverty line and under is that the only time it actually improves the quality of your life is if you're living below the the poverty line, right? So- it, that's the only time. $20,000, everyone wants $20,000 more. Does that really improve the quality of your life? Not unless it is a matter of getting medical attention, food on the table, the hot water turned back on. Like Other than that, it does not improve the quality of your life, right? Yeah. And so I've gone from that to having an abundance and to I have, you know, I have money sitting in account to, to spend a lot of money, more money is going to go to my septic than my car is worth, you know, and I don't have a car payment. I drive an old car, but like, um, people just don't val like prioritize the same way. Yeah. And, and so it's that whole idea of that money is not allocated for that. And that money is 
I know that when I take money out of it, I replenish it. And sometimes it's used more as a, a cushion for those curveballs. So like, um, I think the last time I used it was April and I had to put next year's deposit down for the kids tuition for school. And I didn't, it wasn't in my budget that I was going to need to pay. It wasn't first and last and damage or anything like a rental, but it was like, you know, a larger payment was due and it was due well before six months before, you know, the, the school started. And so I had to like borrow money out of that and then I repaid it, but there's no repaying this. Ooh, I almost, I almost went back to negative I was about to say there's no way I'm going to repay this next month but so I'm like Isn't still heavy? I know I'm doing it right now and so no now I just have to make that much more money so that I can repay it yeah isn't that funny I, how I'm like a master at this I can call anybody out on it and I'm like <laughs> still I'm still when when I'm faced with a challenge like that's our our nature even right. though I can handle that situation in five minutes and process and feel really clear and good and intentional about it, here I am all loosened up talking about it and I'm reverting to scarcity because that is in our fucking nature. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think too, what is so beautiful and what I love on this is it doesn't matter who my guest expert is. I have guest human beings and I love that we never, we are experts at using the tools and the processes and we use them because they work and we are no different than anybody else. We just use the tools. And sometimes like I'll even, I tell people like, I forget, I forget, like I might in the morning be intentional. And then, you know, a couple hours later I'm interacting with lady J and in that moment I forget. And then I'm like, Oh wait, no, nope, let me take a moment. Let me stop and breathe. Let me recenter myself and, and readjust. Because and I think that's human. the same thing here <laughs> yeah. with, with money. Um, and so I, I think what, like for me, as I'm hearing this, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is what Jenny was trying to get me to like be in this space of having this cushion. And, um, Thank you for <laughs> gentle with me and not like shaking my head and go, honey, this is what I'm trying to, to give you. Um, and so <laughs> I've been on that side of where you have helped me look at my finances without the emotions. So just like right now, how those emotions came in for you, for me in, in our coaching, those emotions came in because it was like, I realized in all my relationships, the only thing I ever had like personal control over was money. Uh -huh. And so even just opening up and going, okay, I'm going to let someone else look at this. Um, number one, thank you for being like, like, oh, you like hear me take a deep breath. Cause it was like no judgment. And when we were looking at the finance and it was, it was like, okay, well, what are all the debts? What are all the things you're ignoring, right? What are those things that um, are causing that stress and just putting it out on the table and then just doing simple math, like literally breaking it down to just math and not that story of like you just said, like, oh, but I won't have that behind it. I literally did this today. I booked a flight today. And I was like, oh, but I want to do all these things the next four months. And I'm like, but wait a minute, I have more income coming in the next four months. Why am I 
Uh Why am I having this feeling of like, once I book this flight, that's it. Um, And there is some finality in that upbringing that we're both bringing into these stories. And I wonder what is driving that, um, that culture, right? We were just kind of talking earlier about money culture. And do you think the fact that we just don't talk about money? I mean, I talk about money so much. This is my, my fourth like call or and you're not a client, but I was with clients earlier today. So you're my fourth person just today. That's not a week. That's today. And I have one, two, three calls after you. So like I talk about money, not every day because I mean, professionally, but a lot more than most people. Right. And so for me, I don't think it's about talking about money. I think And this just came to me and I don't know if that was because like you bring out this intuitive side of me or what, or I just like, I don't know what's going on right now, but I just am putting together that letting go of those resources. And I, and I had this happen again a couple months ago, um, not with the tuition thing, but with something else. And it was like, I think what it is, is that, and I don't know why my mom always, my mom always comes up with this work, but, um, she was a very smart woman and she was a single mom and she has always protected like her resources just in case. I think that because there wasn't a lot of, um, there was no fallback. Right. And like, that was it. So she had to, she never depleted. So even if we didn't live on much or whatever, there was still, I know, and I don't know numbers or anything like that, but it's like, I know that that's how she operated. And I did not realize that that was so deeply ingrained in me until right now. Cause like I have money for that. It's exactly the kind of thing. And I'm unwilling to, I'm like, no, I'll just make more. I don't want to spend it. I'll just make more, <laughs> making more, making more is easier than giving that money away. That's so yeah. funny. Cause it's literally all it's like, like what I, it's funny. Cause I'm looking at it. I'm like, but it's just money. Like moving from here to there. What, which is funny because that's what you taught me was like, just move it from here to there. Mm -hmm. Um, because (laughs) that's what I wasn't doing. Right. So my money story was, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, no, I can't spend it on that. And then in the end, I would just spend it on all these little stupid things and not stupid things, but like maybe eating a little bit nicer or maybe, you know, going out a couple more times than what we would normally would. So mm-hmm. still doing what we normally would, but more. So c- kind of sabotaging it by not really seeing the fruits of it and then going, Oh no, I don't have the money to do that. So like today I was like, you know what? I don't make this purchase right now. I'm going to regret this because I want this trip. I've manifested this trip. I've done everything to put this into action And I check in with myself intuitively. I've already heard the yes so many times. So if I'm not going to buy this right now, well then, by golly, let me go back to that post I just made the other day calling other people out (laughs) 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 or praying for what they want and then not walking (laughs) into it, right? Uh, Oh, it's so funny how this this all comes full circle. Being a coach is so fun. Yeah. (laughs) You hear it you know, 
and I know like in our training, we heard it too, like you will have clients or you'll be put in situations that you need to be in so that you can hear what you need to hear. And so I, w- I had a consult this morning with a new client and I thought that was really great that like yesterday I was like, all right, apparently I need to make a lot of money and, you know, got a new client today. So I know flow is open, it's happening, but, um, and I talk a lot about flow and, um, like a hose going from, you know, universe through. And if you like squeeze that, that hose too tight, then you can't let anything in. Right. So you can't let anything in, you can't let anything out. There's no flow. And so you got to keep that, that, got to loosen your grip essentially. And so I knew that this was my right client today because I do, I also had to like check in to make sure that it aligned because I'm becoming more strict with who I work with. Um, and she said, it's either, I think she, she didn't say valve, but it's either like the spigots all the way on or it's all the way off, you know? And it was like, oh my gosh, right? So many people operate like, I have money, I have no money, I have money, I have no money, right? And so how can we like uh, figure, figure out the emotional part and then the math part so that you can have it at 60% all the time, you know? I, I mean, like, so I just knew that she was, she was right up my alley when she started talking about spigots and... <laughs> <laughs> flow. Like, some flow. She, she's my girl. So, yeah. but that's where I'm at because like yesterday, then I was like, Oh, whoa. Okay. So $13,000. And then I went like, even when we went grocery shopping, I noticed like my behavior changed and like, I, it was so weird the way it impacted all these other things that were unrelated. And it put me right back actually right now is the only time I'm making this connection, put me right, like this is the work that I do with people. If you don't have control and clarity and intention with your money, it impacts every little thing you do. And then every time you think about it, it sends out more negative vibrations around your money. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I love it. And it's not like, oh my gosh, you just had this epiphany. Like, you know that. Yeah. That's what I love about it is because like every time we get, I I, I tell people, Hey, you're going to keep getting exposed to your stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just every time you get exposed to it, you have a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though you, uh, here's the funny part is even though you think you have it all right now with this perspective, there are going to be more clients that come in and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I didn't see it from this perspective or that perspective. Right. Um, and it's so cool. So I, I'm thinking about all this epiphany stuff going on. And <laughs> so that is probably when it comes to my trigger for my rages, when I used to like lose my shit. Mm-hmm. Um, single mom, financial stress. And it was always when I had a couple of things going on and then financial stress. So that whenever that the financial stress was always the final straw. And that's when like, I would call it like dragon breath, like a fire of, I mean, it could be the tiniest thing. And all of a sudden I'm going to rage. And it literally was money every single time. And you know, as I say that now, I'm like, there's a part of me that's still in there that's like, oh, I feel guilty about getting upset about money. But really, when we change money to opportunity, to providing, to 
being able to eat, <laughs> to having food and shelter, and we change it to what it actually is, um, I think that feels better. I know for me, even like my relationship with my bills, it's like trying to be mindful that, oh, I'm not just paying this bill that's due, but it's like, oh, this is the electricity that I'm using right now and I'm grateful for this and, and going into that mindset. What is that thing that people probably confess to you most? What is that common denominator? That's a really good question. Um, uh, relationship issues caused by financial decisions is a big one and it's relationship stuff and control impulsivity um and then just shame well i don't know if it's shame or guilt you know but um just well, it's that. that spiral right it's like right. which came first the chicken or the egg which came first the guilt or the shame <laughs> yeah I, yeah so there's like guilt and shame surrounding um, lack of clarity and control. And then like what manifests out of that, you know, just like, I, I don't, I don't know why, like I'm feeling I'm capable and I'm smart. And then in the same sentence being like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. It's too hard. And I'm just going to bury my head in the sand. Right. And so it's like, there's just this, um, confusion. There's no clarity. There's yeah, this. they're unaligned in their actions, right? Yeah. Um, and that's exactly what I teach, right? Is like defining what are your core beliefs and then aligning your mindset and your actions. And for many of us, you know, we, when it comes to money, we don't even know what our core beliefs for are. are. We don't even know what those core, core beliefs are. For me, I was raised by a single mom and we were always getting handouts. Um, I remember my mom always paying cash. I remember my mom saving. My mom didn't use credit. My mom would save. And then when she had enough money to got what, get what she wanted, she would wait for it to get on sale. And she'd always get the top of the line, whatever it was. She would always make sure she got the top of the line because it needed the last. Uh -huh. um, and it was like, this long process. And then in the community I lived in, which was like a middle-class neighborhood, you know, all the kids around me, I'm sure they were living on credit cards. I'm sure. Right. Where the, it was like, Oh, they automatically had, you know, all of these things. And so for me, it was this shame and this guilt for not having what my peers had. And, um, I don't know, there was a lot of, of that tied to it. And I would say even when I was married, that was probably, as I say it right now, ooh, I feel that oh, feeling in my chest. Oh, I no. feel it. Oh. I, you know what? I, here's my marriage story. This probably is one it's of the summations out. is coming out. <laughs> the 50 something dollar Godiva chocolate strawberries. I wanted two Godiva chocolate strawberries. And we're at the mall and it was a special treat and it was me and it was my, my, I had a nanny because I had all the kids and it was more cost effective to have a live-in nanny. It wasn't like I was super rich and had a nanny. Um, and so I was like, let's treat ourselves. And I look in the bank account and there really wasn't much in there, but I was like, we can get these Godiva chocolate covered strawberries. You'll get one. I'll get one. Well, lo and behold, that day my husband actually slid the account too. So by the time the transactions went through, 
um, my strawberries ended up costing like 50 something dollars for the cost of the strawberries plus the non-sufficient funds mm -hmm. fee. And that was like one of the last straws <laughs> was the 50s. I was like, did we just 50, pay 50 something yeah. dollars for two chocolate covered strawberries? Um, so I can understand that, that pre it's like taking my breath away. <laughs> that pressure um, of money in relationships. It's actually giving me a headache. Oh, I, no, that's not a, that's not a, it's not a I, pity for me. No, it's good. Um, these things. Yes. So for me, when I feel these pressures and these awarenesses coming up and these pains coming up, yeah, it's, um, it's our body saying, Hey, this is something important to acknowledge because it's time to purge it. And when we don't acknowledge and we don't know why we have headaches or why we have these things and we're just like pushing it down, we just keep getting, you know, more and more of that. Um, and what I'm feeling actually is cause I'm feeling that pressure in my third eye is I'm, there's like some releasing coming. So I feel like I'm going to be able to start dreaming about money and how to receive it. Um, I think, I think it really ties to receiving because we don't like for me, I feel like I don't want to give it up because it, am I going to receive it back? And then Part of me is like, well, yeah, of course. So that's why I bought that ticket today because I was like, well, yeah, of course it's going to come back. Uh -huh. um, but still that story exists. And it almost feels like, am I a fraud? Because I'm aware of what I should be doing. I'm taking for, forward moving action on what I should be doing. But I still have the story there. Well, I no. Are you fraud? No. I mean, I live and breathe like so... I live and breathe this industry, like the coaching industry and, and, and money coaching, right? That's, and I, I wouldn't be able to do it if I was still in a mess and I wouldn't be able to do it if I hadn't had a mess, right? And so I feel like everything is in alignment and I'm, you know, I, I feel like the people that come into my life are, you know, the ones that are supposed to be there. My clients are the right ones. And, and all of that. And, um, and so, no, you're not a fraud because I, even just on this call, have had two like, oh, look at that. <laughs> you're back in it a little bit because it's, you know, the tables are turned, right? So even though I have a very healthy money mindset, I'm able in five minutes to go from like scarcity over like just like oh my gosh, it's the end of the world to like, okay, that just gave me an opportunity to make like, you know, three times more than I was planning on in the next, um, uh, like eight weeks. Right. So it just, <laughs> I'm able to do that now. Right. I wasn't always able to do that because of $500 comparison, you know, would have wrecked me because I would have gone on credit card and then I would have had late payments and I would have had the, you know, instead of the $500 crown, it would have been the $1,100 crown by the time I was done. Right. Just like the strawberries, because as soon as one thing goes on credit, it like, it's like clutter. It just yeah. is like, Oh, well, there's already, already one thing on the counter. You might as well put, put your bag and your keys there too. And then all oh, let's put the stack of papers there. And it's like, before you know it, like, what the heck? <laughs> it's yeah. like a magnet. It's a clutter automatic, bank. you know, we talk, you and I have learned about automatic negative responses, but it's like Ants. those automatic, 
autopilot actions, really, because like the other day I did this. I'm like, okay, honey, you have to write that chapter this morning. And I was like, yep, that's what I'm going to do. And I got the music going, got the candle going, got everything going. And I walked past the TV and I turned it on. And I was like, I'm not even watching TV. And I purposely was like, do not turn the TV, don't turn it on. And I'm someone that like got rid of TV like for three, four years. And like the last year have kind of let it in a little bit because it's like, oh, it's just, you, you have to like watch only limited channels or Netflix or whatever. And sure enough, you were watching TV. I scared? didn't even like, I actually <laughs> caught it as I was turning it on. Right. Cause it takes a second when the first thing in the morning takes a second to turn on. And I was like, why am I turning this on? Like I literally <laughs> five minutes ago just said, I'm not turning it on. I spent five minutes prepping and all I did was walk past it and I turned it on. Like, and so how did you handle that? So I asked myself, what is the fear in this? <laughs> why, why am I not wanting to write my book? Why am I not wanting to do that? And there's that fear. There's that fear in there. And as much as there's certain days where I'm like, I know exactly what I'm talking about and I can talk like this and I can say this. Then there's those days where it's like, it's just there. It's just, like how for you today, it was like just there. Um, but I think what is really cool is just acknowledging how cool that awareness is. And, you know, I sit here and I preach about be gentle, be curious. I call these gem, I have a saying for these. I call these gem opportunities of awareness. And here I am talking about a gem opportunity of awareness. Like I have no idea what they are, but because <laughs> works, I don't know. There's something about being in that moment and feeling it in this particular moment for this particular topic that my mind is just like blown right now. The full circle effect, uh -huh. you know, the first time you learn something, you comprehend it. You're like, oh, that makes sense. And then you go to actually do it and you're like, oh, maybe this is a little bit harder than what I thought. Okay. I'm understanding it a little bit differently, but I understand it now because I'm doing it. Cause I'm hands-on. Yeah. And yeah. then having done it and then have, having done it enough to now being on the other side of it and going, oh, this is just like part of me. And now looking back and, and just realizing that you've made it all the way through that on that particular item of awareness. is just like, I don't get speechless often. <laughs> and I'm no. literally just like staring <laughs> up off and I'm just like, this is cool shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like that's, that is your financial wellness journey to say the least and not yours, but everyone's right. So you come into it without, even if you do know how, it's almost like you need to give you, you need someone else to hold space and give you permission to do it. Well, I needed that from you. Yeah. I needed that when I had the, the one-on-one -on -one coaching with you is some of it was I just needed someone to give me permission. And I'm realizing that I look for that in a lot of areas in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Hey, just give me the go ahead and, and I'll do it. Um, and that's interesting 
what that permission is about, right? Because I, that's another thing I preach, right? <laughs> I teach, I guess I should say, but is, is give yourself that permission, give yourself that permission to be authentic. And for me, you know, it's like taking that personal life and professional life and blending it. And now it's like taking that personal life and professional life that's blended. And then this money thing that's over on the side, (laughs) allowing it to actually come in and be blended. um, Not just in what I want, right? Because that's something I strive for and I'm sure others strive for it, but actually putting it into practice. So I've attended um, one of your workshops, which I loved and I have, I'm like, I actually don't have it right here, but I've had the, um, the little work, uh, work booklet that we got uh-huh. and it keeps popping up like in the most annoying <laughs> times. Let me just tell you. Aww. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I love it because I'm like, oh, I need to like follow up on that or I need to remember that or, um, and so, so can I, can I share with you something? Oh, please. Um, I was writing in my book and I um, referenced you. In your book? I did. Oh my gosh. Because I don't think you realize like how (laughs) impactful you are and how much I hear your voice in my head Um, in a loving way, right? Like it's not like, no, because that in, in your coaching, you don't have judgment. So I hear you without judgment talking to me, right? Like I hear that, I guess you, you say permission, right? And I will hear your voice come in, in those moments of when it's like, I can't, I'm going to get the quote wrong. So I'm going to let you say the quote, which is at the bottom of every page of the worksheet. Oh, do you want me to just say it? Yeah. Say it. <laughs> is it the um, Thomas Jefferson one? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. If you want something you've never had, you must be willing to do what you've never done. Yes. And I hear that so many times yeah. in my life, like <laughs> at least once daily, probably a lot more than that. Yeah. Because I, I'll just go into that autopilot and I'll notice when I'm doing something or I'm saying something or, um, not going to spend something that I'm like, okay, I have to do this. Like investing in my book. That was a huge, huge step. And it was like, okay, do you have to be different? Um, but it, I think, you know, I just mentioned some big things, but I think it really comes down into the tiny habits, the little things that we do. Um, what I call pissing away our money. Mm. Um, so what are the ways that you see families pissing away their money and then maybe end up putting stuff on credit cards or creating more financial frustration? What is that big thing? Well, for me, it always starts with mindset. Always. hundred percent of the time. Like if we have a negative relationship with money, we are going to struggle with money. If we say I'm so broke or I can't afford, or I hate talking about money, or I mean, I'm sure your listeners and you can come up with like 20 other things that we say, right? That is clenching down on that hose, right? That's not allowing us to even have, like not even the flow of like abundance coming in, but that doesn't even allow us to enjoy 
like enjoys. Do you like that word? I love it <laughs> <Enjoys>. though, actually. <laughs> that, yeah, I think that that's a whole workshop, enjoying. Um, that doesn't even allow us to enjoy like sufficiency, right? So there's scarcity and abundance, but in between those two is like sufficiency, which like is going to- Oh, that's like a C. When you said that, I'm like, oh, C, sufficient, average. Like, is that okay? Yeah, because that's like uh, being grateful and having appreciation for where you're at, even if it's not where you want to be and it's not and it's not where you were and we're not comparing that to any of those things it's just like it's being okay it's being I okay I feel so off balance while you're talking right now cuz I'm like inside my body I'm like ooh sufficient like that feels good and then I hear this talk of like that's not enough mm. and it's like I feel like that talk of like that's not enough like pushes me to like, well, then it's got to be a lot. And then I'm like, well, shit, that's too much. And then I'm like, oh, okay, we'll just stay in the nowhere. Well, maybe that's, maybe that's what my client was referring to today when she said it's either on or it's off. Right. Yeah. So it's like, well, what is, what is 40 to 60% look like? Can we be grateful and appreciative of where we are? Wow. Like a 60% would be moving towards that, but it's not flooding the garden either it's like more it's like you know it's not quite closed off it's not I'm gonna blame my parents right now because yeah let's blame that I'm like literally (laughs) as you're talking I'm like just thinking of being graded in school and being like Mm. it has to be perfect it has to be an a anything other than an a so like when you're saying like like inside like underneath my armpits are aching when you're saying 60% like I'm like I'm like that's not even a c like, yeah, but, but when you're, when you're used to operating at a, what, 5%? Well, zero? and that's the thing is it's because like, this ideal of being a hundred percent, but the action is at 0%. So what the heck is wrong with the 60%? Like it's better than the zero. Like, as I say that, that's obvious, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I want to come back to that. And then we're going to talk about 1%. But your question was about what are some things that we can do? And I was like, well, people kind of overlook what they say. So they, people are completely blowing over mindset for the most part, what they say about money, gratitude. Um, you can't ask, you can't really expect the universe to give you more of something if you aren't grateful for what you already have. Right. And so I think that those are kind of those foundational layers. And I want to say that another way too, because like you're right now that you're like, if you're not grateful for what you have. And for me, like I had this awareness of like, I would be like, oh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. But like what I had noticed I was doing is like, I'd make this list of like, oh, I need money for these things. And then the money would show up and then I go spend the money on the other things. So while I was expressing gratitude, my actions were not aligned with it because I wasn't following through with my end of it and putting it where it went. So I feel like by doing that, it was like this silent self-sabotage of like not really being grateful because my actions didn't show it. Yeah. What's coming up for me right now is like a hashtag grateful versus like living gratitude. Right. So there's like, Oh, I'm grateful. I keep a gratitude journal, but I'm going to, you know, but I'm not living that. So there's a difference between saying I am grateful 
versus saying I am grateful and feeling like tapping into what that feels like to be yeah. grateful for that. So there's like a rich, it's like a, a um, it's like, it's like embodying it. Embodying it. So taking that decision, turning it into the mindset, working on that mindset and then living it, embodying yeah. it. So ways that little things that I do, little ways that I do. Man, I am on a roll today. With well, I mean, little- hello, how much you've already talked to how many people today? Like, so, um, like when my kids drop their Legos and we've built them a Lego loft in the living room so that I never have to see another Lego. We have three boys. So I used to vacuum them up. My husband would be like, ah, I've had those since I was a kid. And I was like, I don't care. You're not the one cleaning. <laughs> them up, right. And so it's kind of like that. Like I used to, if I saw uh, a penny on the ground when I was cleaning or whatever, I would just suck it up. It wouldn't matter to me at all. It's a penny. A penny doesn't make a difference, does it? Does it? <laughs> right? And so I want to say that this is like a confession, but that's that's BS because I know that I have told a lot of people, I think I've put it on social media and I might have said this in a podcast interview before, but like if I find money on the ground, it does not matter where I am, how dirty that money, I mean, okay, wait, I haven't really ever picked up really dirty money because I kind of feel like that might be more negative, but um, ooh. I need to look at that. Um, anyway, but every time I find a spare change, I pick it up and I hold it and I like talk to it and say, I'm so grateful for this. And like, we have a jar, right? And so I immediately will take that money and like honor it. I'll blow on it to try and like kind of dismiss whatever energetic stuff is clinging to it and, and I'll tuck it away. And so that's one little thing that I do even though it takes more effort and usually the vacuums involved, which might be symbolic some way. Huh. My teeth just started hurting <laughs> when you said that. You're like the vacuum, and I'm like, oh, like that hurt. Yeah. Well, I mean, and how how can that be used metaphorically to like just just whatever? Yeah. Out of sight, out of mind. Like, <laughs> bye. What um, I'm hearing is like, <laughs> there's something about under the disguise of the noise, like like there's. I, what I, if this is what I envision like is you turning on the vacuum and being able to say whatever the F you want to say when that vacuum cleaner is on. Like, I don't know like why that vision came up and why my teeth hurt, but that's literally what just happened. And I, it's, it's also funny because no one else can see you right now. And you're like kind of massaging your teeth. Like, wow. Because <laughs> awesome. it hurts. It does. Your teeth hurt. I'm sorry. No, I signed up for this job. <laughs> yeah, you sure did. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I try to be grateful. I really try to like acknowledge. And if I'm not grateful for the penny, because are you really grateful? Is that penny really making a difference? But more it's changing and reframing my attitude around money, starting at like, that's like a cellular level, right? So if you think about like a penny, a dirty penny on the side of the road has potentially no value at all. So. And so, so like, how, you do you pay, know the penny story though? Cause I've like been dying for a long time now to like say the penny story. So I don't know if you've <laughs> heard the penny story where if you take one penny 
and you multiply that penny every single day. So take one penny the first day, the one penny turns into two pennies. And two pennies turns into four. The two pennies turn into four. The four turn into eight. Do you know in just 30 days how much money you will have in pennies? I have read this and I don't remember it off the top of my head. It is $1 million. Is it really? From the one penny literally multiplying every single, for just 30 days. Hmm. And I know that seems unreal and you're a math person and I'm not a math person, so I didn't challenge No, it, it. like so actually makes go, me like go, challenge that it. later on. <laughs> Um, but I, I remember challenging it and looking it up and Google like verified that, yeah, it was real. Cause I was like, that just seems mathematically impossible, but I guess if they're all multiplying, right. So like every single penny that multiplies just keeps multiplying. Right. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to do that because I want to make sure I want to figure that out. Um, but yeah, pennies are essentially worthless and if you look at it that way, then they are. But that also is like kind of reverberating that energy around money to like all your money. And so if you can change the way that you're looking at that one thing and instead you just like blow the negative, you know, blow that life story that that penny has off of it, tuck it away, save it for something, you know, it doesn't make it, it doesn't impact your life to hang on to that penny, but you're kind of like almost releasing. I sound like such a wackadoo right now <laughs> no because it is no because you're talking like that's how I talk I'm speaking you're like, like I'm, I'm not the downloads for you you're like why am I talking like this I know I'm I like, did that one time I'm channeling like, honey I'm channeling honey and it's really so you blow the negativity off the penny and it like it like releases it from whatever it's carried if you can wrap your head around it like that and then that also changes the um, the framework that you for all your money. Yeah, you're just bringing it's, that it's cellular. And I hear that same thing. You know what I'm hearing is that all or nothing thing. That all or nothing. So like even the pennies, even though the pennies are more than nothing, and they're not all right. It's not all the money. It's like still the pennies add up. Those those that sixty percent adds up. That whatever we are discounting or limiting or not giving ourselves credit or value for mm-hmm. because it's not 100%, which where are my pee people out there? My perfectionists, right? <laughs> if it's not perfect, then it's not, it's not good enough, which then goes to that black and white thinking of good versus bad. Mm-hmm. Right. And so Ooh, when I said good versus bad, and then I thought about money, I actually, and now my lower back is feeling some pressure, is there is some stuff around that that I need to work through. That's really interesting. Hmm. That because I knew like growing up, like there was like shame and stuff around like potty training and like naughty, you know, that type of stuff. But to actually have it towards my value and then feel this energy of value being monetary value. I've never connected my value like consciously as a monetary value, but I'm feeling that inside. Hmm. That's so interesting of, and now I'm like, well, how does that all or nothing 
affect that value. And it's like good, bad, value, no value. Well, and I think that what some people will do is it's like if they can't give it 100%, then they give it nothing. And I, I will fall into that. Right. I will fall oh. into that. And, and it's, what's interesting is it's not like, like, you know, in, in my coaching, in, in your coaching too, you know, we look at the eight areas, right? We look at eight mm-hmm. core areas of life and how the different things affect that. And that, I feel like it's, I totally just lost my train of thought because my son is talking. Um, he's like, mom, mom um, life. <laughs> right. I'm like, you guys, um, I'm like, what was I talking about? Hmm. The eight main areas of our so lives. All or nothing. So I want to yeah. not talk about this right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I really like pretend like I don't know what I'm talking about. No. <laughs> um, but I think it's just that awareness of all or nothing and and worthiness tied to money still. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, that's why you didn't like getting a C either. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you have your worth tied up in a grade. You have your worth tied up in, ooh, ooh, interesting. Yeah, and you know what I would do? So here's what's really interesting is I would, like, not do all my schoolwork until, like, when I knew that was going to go home, like, that the grades were going to go home or we're going to get a progress report or whatever. And then it was, like, I'd be, like, oh, no, I need to get it up. And then, like, I'd never be able to get it up. And it wasn't because I wasn't smart. I was. I was totally, oh my gosh, we're going to have a total healing moment right now. Okay. So I used to be like a straight, a goody, good, goody, good, good, good of all goody goods, right? And then I went out into the world and I made some not so good choices. And when I started making not so good choices, all my grades went from straight A's two F's. Mm-hmm. And so that's so interesting. And like, as we say, like, I'm feeling this in my chest, I'm feeling like that burning, not like that, like inferno, like rage burning, but like a burning of like a melting away of like stuff coming to the surface <laughs> of like, wow. Wow. Okay. Jenny, I didn't think we were going to talk about grades today and how that's coming up with value and how that may be showing up not only in my life, but in other people's lives Hmm. today when it comes to being able to receive and allow Hmm. that flow Uh as you're explaining it, uncrimping that hose. Uh I love this work so much. Right? And you know, it's like, like I envisioned right now uncrimping the hose and as much as I like know this and I know you know this and the people listening know this, it's like, we have to be the one to say, oh, I'm going to uncrimp the hose because I don't know, like we have a hose in the back, right? And I can pull on it and I can think, oh, it's stuck under the tire and I'm going to like... Oh, try to pull it. But until I literally walk over to where it's stuck and I pick it up and I pull it out mm-hmm. every single time, it doesn't matter what I try to do from across the yard. Oh my I- gosh. I love oh. this so much. Right. So I, um, I was doing this the other day, except it was an extension cord and I was just like two 
what was I doing? Cleaning out one of the cars that we're trying to sell or something like that. And I was like exhausted because we'd been doing yard work. It seemed like for days and days and days and like cleaning up the property and too lazy to walk like two feet to undo it. And so I pull hard enough that it unplugs from the whole house. And now I have to walk like 50 feet and I'm like literally like so dead to the world and so tired. And yeah. So like when we try to take shortcuts, when we try to pull on it, it just causes more problems. And so if you want to use that as a metaphor for your finances, how often are we like, do we sweep it under the rug or do we pull harder or do we, you know, clench down or whatever. Or see it clench down and still just like yell at it and go, hello, I want more flow over here. (laughs) (laughs) And then, but you're like holding it closed at the same time. Yeah, exactly. It's It's like like Lady J not knowing that that's what it was until I taught her. But now she knows, she knows, she'll be like, mom, we have to undo it. Like she tells me that. Like, Mm -hmm. But, so what would happen if yeah. you just went over in the first place and you're like, okay, clearly this isn't working. I need to respond, not react, right? Let's, let's bring this full circle. I love full circles. Uh, they feel so holistic. So let's bring that around to the beginning of our conversation. Um, so what would happen if we just went back and we're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to respond to this. I'm going to walk until I find a problem and then I'm going to deal with it. And then does it work? Nope. Okay. Then I'm going to go back. It's like, it's like anything that my husband does that he has to take apart. <laughs> like he's a very like visual hands-on, like we'll dig in. And I mean, like, I'm like, well, how long is it going to take you? And he's like, well, I have no idea. Right. And I'm like, answers, give me answers, give me time frames, Like, and that's just not how he operates. Cause he wants to like take discover discover it. And so like, what if we could do that, you know, and that is kind of what coaching is. It's like, okay, well, where do we think we need to go? Let's go there. All right. Let's work on that. Okay. How did that work? All right. Let's go deeper. Let's go this way. Let's go forward, you know? And so you're just working your way down the hose line, trying to figure out. And sometimes we end up way back in childhood, way back in trauma, way back. I mean, I would, gosh, I had something come up recently and it was like in utero, like repetitive patterns from in utero. Right. And that happens. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's all amazing. And in episode two, uh, we talk about epigenetics and that's epigenetics is where it's in your DNA and mm-hmm. it goes back three generations. Mm. So um, thinking about what was going on three generations ago for your family and then thinking about that person that was three generations ago that's influencing you, they're being influenced by three generations back too. So you're really being gen- inter- influenced today by the last six generations and think about things like the depression and things like that, where as we're talking right now, it's all or nothing. We have to save it or we have nothing is I'm wondering how many of us have that coming into our epigenetics, not only from our exposures, but even just genetically. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that we can't change that. We can, but it's, 
it's more than even just learned behaviors. Um, and the reason why I say that is like someone for me, for example, my son the other day, he does not know his father. And I was like, oh my gosh, you laughed and said that just like him, like blown away. You've never seen him laugh and, and do that, but he, he acted just like him. And there are money stories that are affecting him that he doesn't know about, that I don't know about, that are coming in on top of my own money stories and our money stories. And what's in interesting is it's that epigenetics at play. So that's like a whole mm. another layer to go like blow your mind with. I love it. I love it so much. Jenny, thank you for being here today. And thank you for, you know, I think both of us went on a journey today in this session. Um, we'll call it a session, right? I think we have to just call it a session and, and not just an episode when people come on here. Um, so we've learned that awareness is important. We've learned that um, money is, I'm going to call it, it can be a trigger, right? It could be oh, a trigger. Yeah. Um, if we don't learn how to use it as a tool and learn how to respond to um, money. And I, I don't even, I want to say, what, what is it? There's like gotta be, I want to call it money lifestyle, but it's not really, what do you call money? What do, you what do I, what do I call money? Yeah. Like as a term. You probably feel like, like, I just I'm, call it money. <laughs> when, I'm not, when I'm not calling it money, um, I say flow and energy a lot. But does um, that say a lot about me that I don't even want to say the word money? <laughs> I'm like, let's use like, what do you call it? What do you call it? Like, it's a dirty, dirty, dirty little word. It's taboo. Oh, no. Um, yeah, I call That's it That's the money. intro right there. I call it <laughs> dirty, dirty, dirty little money. <laughs> I call it money, honey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to so call it money. Money, the word is not a trigger for me, and I I love you, so I can see, and I've worked with you, and so I know uh, that that's not the case for everybody. Yeah. Right? So, and that's okay, and that's why I have a job, is because yeah. I, I get to unpack that, and I get to, you know sit in that trigger and like poke the bear almost <laughs> like gently gently poke the bear <laughs> so jenny if people want to have their bear poked by you <laughs> <laughs> am i gonna leave that in is that wrong i feel like that's it's well so of course i took that a little bit dirty, but I loved it. And you can totally leave that whole thing in because that's very, very authentic, honey. <laughs> so if you want to have your bear poked <laughs> gently, then yes. What was your question? <laughs> how can they find you? How can people find you and um, how can they work with you? Great. So I have a few different ways I work with people. I have a, a women's group coaching cohort called the Seasonal Sisterhood that just launched in at Solstice. And so that's going to be running seasonally 
So the Ooh. next one, I know. I'm I saw pictures around oh, a fire. And I was like, I was a little jelly. I'm gonna tell you, I was like, <gasps> I was I like, post- she mentioned she was having something I should have asked. <laughs> yeah, I posted if anyone wants to go on this journey with me. So anyway, uh the next seasonal sisterhood will start in September around equinox and run until winter solstice and then it'll just keep building up and there's room for 32 women per season so that's one way i host a monthly business books and brews event at a local brewery for the self-employed that have questions about essentially anything regarding money and finances payroll taxes whatever so i um, hire an accountant to come in and we just sit and hang out and answer questions and so we have the uh like the nuts and bolts uh our accountant is there to go over your quickbooks and answer all your questions and then i'm there to kind of do more goal setting and work with intentions and um hold you accountable and create the space to take the time to do the thing that none of us want to take the time to do which is stay up to date on our uh our books and then I do one-on-one coaching I do that both on zoom like honey you and I don't live close enough where it made sense so we met virtually but I do do um if it's if it's within reason I'll meet one-on-one but otherwise it's on zoom so um and you can find me on I'm having all my website stuff redone so I'm like hesitant to give out all my info but maybe by the time this goes live my new website will be up but it's free as a bird financial.com and my social media handle is uh free bird simplicity perfect Awesome. Thank you, Jenny, for sharing. Thank you for holding space and for allowing and trusting and sharing through this opportunity because this was really cool. Thank you. Yeah, it took a, it did not quite go at all how I thought it was going to, but it, it was deep and uh, we both we both had ahas and takeaways so we yeah we and I think something right <laughs> yeah so that's kind of what's been happening on this except for the the first one I had it was very much where she was just like I'm just gonna tell you tell you tell you but like the last one she was a therapist and like we both had the same thing and I think what I my message is to show people is it doesn't like you can let the mask down it doesn't matter if you're a healer, if you're a therapist, if you're a money coach, if you're a whatever, like we're doing this because we needed it and we still need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like so many of us have this impression of like, oh, that person's an expert and they learn that. And then like, now that I think about it, I'm like, well, no wonder why I didn't get help from those people that just were telling me that crap out of the book. Cause they had no idea. Underst- they didn't understand what I was going through. They didn't feel it. They didn't, you know, Mm-hmm. So I feel like by showing people that we're real, it allows them to like put that perfection facade down of like, oh, the money coach person still got triggered and the, the healing yeah. person still the, needs healing every single day. Like that's the so money crazy. coach person still gets triggered. Mm-hmm. Yep. It happened. Yeah. It did. And it's going to happen the rest of our lives. Sure, but sure but, is. <laughs> But we're going to respond and it's going to be different. 